Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, Independence Day travel rush. Nearly 48 million Americans take to the roads and skies for the 4th of July holiday weekend, making it the second busiest on record. Packed airports and highways as Americans put the lockdown in the rearview mirror. The high gas prices tonight and what a shortage of fuel trucks could mean for you. Plus, TSA prepares for pre-pandemic crowds and chaos. Hurricane Elsa gaining power and picking up speed. The storm heading for Florida. When will it hit? Heartbreaking discovery. A firefighter's seven-year-old daughter found in the rubble in Surfside. And could Hurricane Elsa hamper the search and rescue effort? America's longest war. After 20 years, U.S. troops leave the base that was once the center of operations in Afghanistan. Why the top commander there says the world should be concerned about an Afghan civil war. Race to vaccinate. What we're learning about how effective the COVID vaccines are against the Delta variant. Cargo jet crash in Hawaii, the moment pilots realized they couldn't make it back to the airport, and the incredible rescue. Sexual assault in the military, the president throws his support behind changing the way sexual assaults are handled. Weed suspension, why a top U.S. sprinter says she used marijuana just weeks before the Tokyo Olympics. And CBS's Steve Hartman with how one couple's enduring love is helping them overcome life's greatest challenges. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Major Garrett in for Nora. We're going to begin tonight with nearly 50 million Americans on the move heading into the big holiday. As we come on the air, highways are already packed, despite a dramatic increase in gas prices and a serious run on rental cars. Airports, well, they're overrun, too, with long lines of passengers and a shortage of workers. It is shaping up to be the busiest weekend for travel since the pandemic began. 
with President Biden declaring the 4th of July as a celebration of independence from coronavirus. But these celebrations come with complications. New infections of the virus are up more than 10 percent in a week nationwide, with that more dangerous Delta variant now spreading rapidly among those who haven't been vaccinated. And tonight, one of the top destinations for all of those travelers, Florida, is about to be in a storm zone with Elsa, the first hurricane of the season now taking aim. CBS's Lonnie Quinn is tracking the storm for us. But first, CBS's Errol Barnett is going to lead off our coverage from Interstate 295 right here in the nation's capital. Errol, good evening. Major, good evening. With the TSA predicting a record pandemic weekend, it is clear that over the next evening and next few days, things will be frenetic, just like you see behind me. So no matter where you're going or how you plan to get there, it's already busy. Tonight, travelers are out in droves on what's expected to be the second busiest Independence Holiday weekend ever. We just wanted to get on the 95. There's a lot of traffic. Almost 48 million Americans in transit to their destinations, most of them on the road. It's pushing the price of a regular gallon of gas to $3.13, a seven-year high and expected to only increase. Gas is high. But that isn't dampening the excitement for many. It's a lot better being able to get away this year. I feel great. We all feel great that we're going. The high demand for travel is pushing prices up for hotel rooms and rental cars. Still, three and a half million Americans are flying this weekend, 90% of what we saw before COVID. It took me an hour to get a cab today, and the airport's full. Top destinations including Las Vegas, Denver, and theme park cities of Anaheim and Orlando. Cruise passengers are also raring to go. After having 15 cruises canceled due to the pandemic, Trish Dysis in Texas got vaccinated so she can set sail Sunday. Whatever normal is these days, it has just got to get back to being able to have a little bit of freedom. And as great as that freedom will feel for many this weekend, remember, there'll be just as many folks heading home on Monday. The expectation is that in most major cities, Monday afternoon, traffic congestion will double. And I hate to say it, Major, but in cities like San Francisco and Boston, traffic volume is expected to be three times as high. Errol Barnett, thank you so much. Now to Hurricane Elsa, which is expected to unleash heavy rain and high winds in the Caribbean tomorrow before moving quickly toward Florida. CBS's Lonnie Quinn has the latest. Lonnie? Well, you know, Major, this is pretty unbelievable. You look back to last year, the busiest hurricane season we've ever had in history, right? And this year is ahead of that schedule. This is the earliest east storm that has ever formed. Elsa is a Category 1 hurricane with 85-mile-per-hour winds. It is, right now, 225 miles to the west, northwest of St. Vincent. But look at its movement. It is moving at 30 miles per hour. That's a record speed for these hurricanes to move through the Caribbean. We've never seen one move this quickly. So it's going to come in. It's going to get out quickly. But where's it going next? If it interacts with land in either Jamaica or Hispaniola, it's going to get weaker. Right now, our best guidance says it goes right in between. By Monday, it most likely will make a landfall in Cuba. And then Tuesday, is it the east coast of Florida? Is it the gulf coast of Florida? We believe it's probably more likely the gulf coast of Florida, anywhere from Naples going all the way to the panhandle. It's a big rainmaker. Could see up to a half a foot of rain in some of those spots. That's the latest. Major, it's all yours. Lonnie Quinn, thank you so much. In Surfside, Florida tonight, search and rescue crews are preparing for the possibility that Hurricane Elsa, which we just told you about, will shut down their work. 126 people are still missing, and the death toll has risen to 22. This after first responders made a devastating discovery. Here is CBS's Omar Villafranca. 
For the ninth day in a row, crews continue the grueling work of jackhammering through slabs of concrete, searching for victims. Colonel Elad Edry and his Israeli team have been working on the mound in 12-hour shifts. He says they are tired but determined. You have been through events like this with the missile attacks and the bombing in Israel. You've seen sites. How would you compare this? This is the... This is by far the most uh, um, complicated site that I have ever uh, seen in my life. But today, a new danger is brewing in the Atlantic. Hurricane Elsa, aiming at Florida. Winds from the storm could knock down the remaining structure. So first responders are preparing for every scenario. It is very possible that, depending on what we end up receiving, that all work will stop. New information tonight on the condition of the condos before the collapse. A USA Today report citing documents from an engineering firm suggest repair work at the condo was stopped because damage to the concrete was extensive and there were fears about the stability of the building. While the cause of the collapse remains a mystery, the agony is relentless. Another child was recovered by crews Thursday. The city of Miami Fire Department has lost uh, a seven-year-old daughter of one of our own firefighters. So many of us have know someone who has been uh, in the building or affected by this tragedy. The mayor signed an emergency demolition order to bring down the rest of the building behind me. But when that happens, it's up to engineers and it could take weeks. Major? Omar Villafranca, thank you. Tonight, America's longest war is one giant step closer to coming to an end. U.S. forces have transferred control of the most important air base in Afghanistan to that country's military. And CBS's Charlie Daggett is there. Nearly two decades after the first U.S. troops moved into Bagram Air Base, the last have now moved out. There was no fanfare, no ceremony, no formal handover. But their departure comes in the middle of a raging Taliban offensive across the country. We put that to the commander of U.S. and NATO forces, General Scott Miller. As U.S. forces leave, you leave behind the threat of an all-out civil war. Uh, The Taliban has made extraordinary advances, even in the past weeks. How much of that is a concern to you? Civil war is certainly a a path that can be visualized if this continues on, on on the trajectory it's on right now. That should be a concern to the world. As America's forever war comes to an end, it has been costly. More than 2,400 U.S. service members killed since 2001. More than 20,000 wounded. In excess of 45,000 Afghan civilians dead. A dizzying $800 billion plus spent. Bagram was the jump off for military operations. The landing strip for tens of thousands of U.S. forces joining the fight and the exit for those service personnel on their final journey home. Closing Bagram doesn't mean it's the end of U.S. troops here, Major. Hundreds will remain while officials resolve security arrangements at the airport in the U.S. Embassy. The deadline is September 11th. Charlie Daggett, we thank you. We turn now to the COVID pandemic and a recent spike in cases largely blamed on the more contagious Delta variant. Health officials are especially concerned about the spread of the variant in areas with low vaccination rates. More now from CBS's Janet Shamlian. The signs are everywhere. America is getting ready for an unprecedented 4th of July weekend. 
just a very different uh, mood and atmosphere. No masks, a lot more people feeling comfortable coming together. But fears of a COVID spike loom. The highly transmissible Delta variant is in all 50 states. Now responsible for more than 26% of U.S. cases, that's double the previous two weeks. If you are vaccinated, you have a high degree of protection. If you are not, you should wear a mask and you should think very seriously about getting vaccinated. And there's more reason to. A small study found the one-dose J&J vaccine provided immunity to the Delta variant like Pfizer and Moderna. Only 20 states and Washington, D.C. will meet President Biden's 70 percent vaccination goal by July 4th. But more people are getting the shot. The seven-day average of reported doses is up more than 40 percent over last week. The biggest unvaccinated pockets are in the South, with Mississippi last. In Texas, 31 vaccinated people have died from the virus this year out of almost 20,000 COVID deaths. With large gatherings throughout Houston and across the country, Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo is concerned. Beneath the surface of all of that is a threat, the Delta variant of COVID, which has been uh, growing and growing throughout the country. It's more contagious. Houston is hosting a second year of scaled back celebrations. Usually there are tens of thousands of people in this downtown park for a weekend of live music and fireworks. The park will be open, but this year it's the fireworks only shot higher so they can be seen from a distance. Major. Janet Shamlian, thank you. Tonight, a team of federal investigators has been sent to Hawaii to find out what caused a Transair cargo jet to lose power and crash into the ocean off Honolulu. The plane sank to the bottom of the Pacific, but both men on board were rescued. Here is CBS's Carter Evans. The pilot looks alert as paramedics wheel him in, his head bandaged. One of two crew members flying on this Transair 737 cargo plane when it crashed into the ocean off Oahu. Problems began soon after takeoff around 1.30 in the morning. They're just trying to get back to the runway. Express 810, do you have any airport in sight? Negative. And Rose Express 810, low altitude alert. Uh, low altitude alert. Are you able to climb at all? No, negative. If you can get to the runway, any runway, you are clear to land. Tracking data shows the plane was going 130 miles per hour when it hit the ocean. It looks like they went down in the water about two miles southeast of Kailua. Night vision video shows a Coast Guard helicopter hoisting one of the pilots in critical condition. The tail and the fuselage attached to it was what was sticking out of the water, which coincidentally was one of the survivors was located on until it sank. The man that was originally waving on that tail uh, was now vigorously splashing in the water. Just what caused the engines to fail on the 46-year-old plane is still unknown. Carter Evans, CBS News. Tonight, President Biden has formally approved a report that calls for major changes in the way the military investigates sexual assaults within the ranks. This is an issue we have covered extensively. More now from CBS's David Martin. The report amounts to a vote of no confidence in the mostly male leaders of the American military to combat sexual assault. Among many of its, quote, hard truths, consider this damning sentence. Military leadership has failed America's daughters and sons, and the service members know it. For decades, service leaders have said that there is no tolerance for sexual assault. But in practice, all too often, there is nothing but tolerance. 
Lynn Rosenthal headed the commission, whose findings and recommendations were endorsed by both the Commander-in-Chief and the Secretary of Defense. According to the report, roughly 135,000 active-duty service members have been sexually assaulted since 2010. Every survivor that we talked to had made, who had made an unrestricted report, which means it would be fully investigated, told us they regretted it. Everyone. Sarah Joachimstaller told Nora as part of a year-and-a-half-long investigation she faced immediate retaliation. You were stripped of your rank. They were trying to break me down. They just go after you because you're the victim and you're the problem. Among the recommendations, bring in professionals from outside the military chain of command who actually know what they're doing. This is a system that has operated for decades with inexperienced lawyers and investigators and a near total lack of prevention specialists. In the past, military leaders have resisted many of these changes. But Rosenthal said it's time for them to show as much courage in combating sexual assault as survivors do in reporting it. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Tonight, American sprinter Shakari Richardson has been suspended for a month after testing positive for marijuana. Richardson, the fastest woman on Team USA, said she had used marijuana to cope with the death of her mother. The suspension will keep the 21-year-old out of the 100-meter dash in the Tokyo Olympics. She could still run in the relays, however, which come after her suspension ends. Today's jobs report turned out to be better than economists expected. 850,000 jobs were created in June. The unemployment rate ticked up slightly to 5.9 percent, mainly because more Americans were looking for work. Those who are working made more money. Average pay rose more than 3.5 percent from a year earlier. CBS's Steve Hartman ends the week with a story of true love shining through the darkest of times. Here is tonight's On the Road. Oh my gosh, let's find the picture. Peter and Lisa Marshall of Andover, Connecticut are paging through the most memorable day of their lives. It looked like a lovely wedding. It was. It was unforgettable. (laughs) But he's forgotten it. He has forgotten it. Who's this? It's the saddest part. Because you want to reminisce and you're alone in the memory. Red Wing Blackbird. Three years ago, at the age of 53, Peter was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. Eventually, he not only forgot his wedding day... He's pretty, isn't he? He forgot his wife. Lisa became just another nameless caretaker. Their entire history together permanently erased. And yet, a whisper of their love must have remained. Because Lisa says all of a sudden, he began courting her. As if they'd just started dating. Until one day, a wedding scene came on TV. Peter pointed to the screen and said... Let's do it. And I said, do what? And he pointed, at the, he pointed again. And I said, you want to get married? And he got this grin on his face. And he said, yeah. So he fell in love with me again. <laughs> Lisa accepted his proposal. And a few months ago, she staged a wedding 
for her already husband. I can't even describe to you how magical it was. How are you? He was so present <laughs> and he was so happy. And it was very touching. Peter, you may kiss your bride. Lisa says Peter hadn't been this lucid in weeks. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was a Cinderella moment. The clock struck 12, and by the next morning, this wedding, too, was lost to the fog. Yes. But Lisa says she fully expected that. I'm the one who's going to remember that, and that's going to help me heal later, because it really is a true love story. Alzheimer's can take away so much. But fortunately, love is almost always the last to go. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Andover, Connecticut. Sunday on Face the Nation, Ed O'Keefe's guests include the governors of Oregon and Utah, as well as Surfside, Florida, Mayor Charles Burkett. If you can't watch the evening news live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Major Garrett. Have a great and safe holiday weekend. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.